Welcome back to Get Outside with Kids. Today, Jen and I are really thrilled to be joined by a special guest who's going to be talking to us a little bit about diversity and inclusion in the park space. We're really excited to have Rika Moon with us. Rika Moon is a mummer in the making and a passionate advocate for equity, diversity and inclusion. Rika works for a park agency and identifies as LGBTQ2S+. Rika and I actually work together a lot in our day jobs, um, and it is an absolute pleasure to have you here with us today, Rika. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Super excited. We obviously talk a lot about getting outside with kids. You're expecting a little one soon. Um, We know that you've also worked in facilities that have lots of kids running through them, such as Science World, and you have a background in neuroscience. But can you tell us a little bit about why getting outside with kids is important to you? I think it's just great for kids or families in general to get outside, experience and explore the world and uh, get away from screens. I feel like uh, we have spent a lot of time on screen probably now over the last couple of years more than than ever I would say and so I feel it has become more and more important to to spend our time outside to be in nature to explore nature to take a deep deep breath and enjoy nature and I think yeah as I said it's important to for all families for all kids to do so comfortably um, together enjoying and spending time outside. Thanks, Rika. I really love that. And it's Jen here. And if you're wondering who this is on the podcast, it's not another guest. This is just Jen with a very nasally cold. So I'll be letting Kate take most of the questions today so you don't have to listen to my, maybe it's my sexy raspy voice. I'm not Jen, sure. What maybe, kind of podcast is this? I know. Maybe, this is this is the late night version of Get Outside with Kids. That's another podcast, I think. But Rika, you, um, you, I don't think you were, you know, you have a different background growing up in Germany, I think uh, Kate mentioned earlier. And I have worked in tourism and we always probably stereotypically said like Germans love the outdoors. They love nature. They're great hikers. They'd love to come visit Canada um, and explore what we have to offer. Um, So is that true? Did you grow up with a great love of the outdoors in Germany or is that stereotype just wrong? You know what? You're actually the second person asking me today. Uh, I had a conversation with a colleague of mine about the exact same thing. So I personally, I grew up on a farm in uh, northern rural, imagine rural in Germany, um, rural Germany, and uh, really close to the Baltic Sea on a yeah on a farm. So yeah, I, I you know pretty much every day I spent a lot of time outside. Actually, just coming home from school, throwing my bag into the corner, and just yeah running around outside and uh, until I was dinner time so you know from from my experience growing up in the countryside um i had that opportunity right to see outside and explore and whatnot germany also is the other side of a lot of city life and a lot of families living in the city but i think in general there is a law for explore, exploration and um, getting outside, uh, visiting places, traveling is really instilled in, in youth, I would say. Um, so you get a lot of high school students after after school, uh, taking a year off before they go on into, you know, into their careers and going back to school, university or taking an apprenticeship and just yeah, taking a year off and go travel, explore the world. Rika, um, as somebody who has a PhD in neuroscience, like... Yeah, we're, we're talking about a, a high level of intelligence on this podcast today, Jen, feeling intimidated by Rika. But, <laughs> you know, as it's not necessarily a direct link to be working in diversity and inclusion in parks. How did you kind of come to find yourself working in parks and what kind of drove your motivation to get into this field? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, such a, such a good question. And in my um, previous job, I used to work at Science World before I uh, started working uh, in the, the parks world. And in my previous 
job I used to talk to uh, to high school students about how careers can be so windy. They can be such a windy path, and you never know where you end up. And yeah, when I you know became a scientist, and I always wanted to be a scientist since I was uh, a really young age, wanted to find out things about the human body. My background is in neuroscience and human biology, and coming to Canada uh, has really opened up my my world a little bit more by you know, you know exploring different careers in um, science communication yeah as i said used to work at science world for over 10 years uh, starting there as a science interpreter and i think one of my favorite parts uh, at science world actually was you know walking through the building and seeing all the the little visitors explore and uh, trying out different exhibits and learn and yeah it has really piqued my interest in, in community engagement education and also developing exhibits and programming for, for kids and yeah, pretty much all learners. So yeah, really windy path. And this is how I ended up in community engagement in the in the parks world. Jen and I can both relate to that because Jen and I actually met while we were working at the Vancouver Aquarium and uh, there's something about a facility like that where you walk through the galleries and you see little kids interacting with something, particularly if you had anything to do with that exhibit or that display and you see the kids interacting with it. You're like, wow, this is so cool. There's something really inspiring about that, particularly with Science World and the aquarium. They're both, you know, love of the ocean, love of science. These are things that everybody can kind of get behind. When you think about parks and the outdoor world, um, why do you think there's a need for more diversity and inclusion initiatives in parks? What is it about the outdoor world at the moment that is not inclusive? Really great question. Uh, yeah, if you think about the, the outdoor world, first of all, many parks, especially looking at provincial parks, they are you know far away from, from urban centers, right? So they are hard to get to if you are if you don't have a, a car or a mode of transportation to get to parks public transport is, is doesn't work as well we've got urban parks too right they are they are pretty accessible and uh, and great for, for folks to get outside and whatnot but there might be other barriers too um, when we think about mobility challenges people um, needing mobility devices to get around to parks or maybe even just econo- economic challenges right with um, families have to work a lot parents have to work a lot um, maybe don't have as much time to, to take kids outside so I think it's really important to um, to keep in mind that there are other other ways to get kids in, outside as well signing them up for Nature Kids BC for example right all these great non-for-profits that do such great work like um, yeah, Power to Be helping uh, um, get, get folks outside and become uh, comfortable enjoying the outdoors, organizations empowering uh, families and, and people with different challenges to go outside. And I think it's also important to instill a sense of safety that, you know, going to the outdoors, something where everyone can feel or should feel comfortable doing so, right? And what I mean by that is just making sure that everyone feels welcome being outside, showing how great it can be being outside and recreating outside, right? Quite a few park agencies across Canada are in supporting the diversity and inclusion initiatives and, uh, and partnering with organizations that can that can help as well. Now, Rika, you've worked on a few of the specific initiatives um, in parks and helping to make some change that we're really putting that um, inclusion piece front and center. Are you able to share a couple of those initiatives with us and how they've been received so far? Yeah, for sure. Over the past two years, so since I've joined the park agency here in BC, I've led a few diversity inclusion projects and 
folks might wonder, you know, why, <laughs> why me? Why am I doing this work? I'm Kate mentioned earlier. I'm a member of the LGBTQ2S community. I identify as a lesbian. During my time at Science World, actually, it started already where it became more obvious that some of the exhibits that we had there, they, they didn't reflect all, you know, our human diversity. And um, back in the day, I was the, uh, the curator for the Human Body Gallery, and we underwent a kind of a renewal of the gallery and I wanted to make sure that we show the, the human diversity and show that everyone can see themselves reflected in the exhibit but also in the yeah, interactive displays and whatnot. That's what kind of led me to also looking at how we can make our park uh, park system more inclusive and, and really recognize the diversity that we have, um, the diversity of visitors coming to the parks. And yeah, so one of the the, the projects that I worked on with uh, the awesome, awesome team that I'm working Working with is uh, diversifying social media, so really showcasing um, the diversity of visitors uh, that are coming to uh, to parks. The other piece that uh, I worked on again with uh, the staff across the province is a welcome sign. So we implemented a new welcome sign that welcomes everyone to the park, and uh, these these signs can be be found in um, front country parks, campgrounds, and day use areas. I love those signs. Every time I go into a park and I see one, I'm like, yes. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about what it says, Rika, there as well, for people who are like, what's a welcome sign? Does it just say welcome to the park? Like, so what? What does it actually say there and why is it important? Yeah, so that's a, again, really great question. Um, so it does say welcome to the park. Everyone belongs here. And uh, the reason why we kept the, uh, the language fairly neutral um, is we wanted to make sure that's non, non-triggering and it's really a language that everyone can, you know, get behind. Um, we went through a lot of iteration of the sign and there's also some, you know, user testing to figure out, um, how different community groups react to the sign and really wanted to make sure that the language, as I said, is simple on the spot and yeah, welcomes everyone to the park and really making that clear. Awesome. I know you've mentioned as well, Rika, there are lots of groups doing great work in parks and other outdoor spaces, um, to make outdoor experiences more accessible to lots of different types of communities. The one that I've kind of been thinking about a lot, and I know you've also worked with them, uh, Canucks Autism Network is working on a lot of projects to make more information available for people who are autistic or on the autism spectrum. Um, and I love that idea about front-loading that that, uh, that is really important for people with autism, but also can be applied to actually pretty much anybody. It can be helpful for anybody. Can you tell us a little bit more about work you've done specifically with autistic communities? So one project we worked on with the Connects Autism Network was to create a training module for staff to help them understand uh, better visitors um, who are on the autism spectrum. So it's kind of standalone training module, just breaking down some of the, the barriers to that. That's our staff, stuff, right? Um, and, and creating a connection in, in that way and more understanding as well. Yeah, and the other piece that we've worked on is a uh, is a video that explains how to how to go camping from you know booking a campsite to uh, to heading out to the park to meeting the park operator or finding your camping your camping spot and fire safety how to put out a fire how to put your gear away your food um to make it make your campsite bear safe so really from you know start to finish to enjoying um having a, a great camping experience and that video is not only important for uh, folks who are on the autism autism spectrum, 
but also for anyone who's new to camping when i came to canada i i didn't know how to camp um <laughs> <laughs> i'm still learning <laughs> <laughs> so i think it's a, i think it's just a great project to get everyone you know excited about camping and also learn about some of the rules and some of the things that are important to to keep in mind when when being outdoors yeah i mean there's so many of us who are new to camping lots of people who like yourself are both new to canada and then even me i'm someone you know the one the one of the three of us on the call who was born in canada but i actually never got into camping until i was like in my mid 20s actually even my late 20s to be honest um so i had lots of kind of catching up to do compared to peers who had been camping their whole lives um and a lot of this basic information like i didn't know when i first started camping so i think to your point rika like information like that is really useful for anyone um even though it was specifically created for uh for people on the autism spectrum like really just having more information available to all kinds of communities made accessible however accessibility looks like for that community is really important to getting people outside if we can break down the barriers whether that's accessibility information economic barriers ultimately we get more people outside and that benefits the community as a whole yeah and i think one of the things that uh, rika and i've talked a bit about in our day jobs um is understanding that people have control over their own experience and they're the expert in their own experience so I love that you're creating those resources Rika like we said not just for people who are on the autism spectrum but perhaps you have a child with a physical disability or perhaps you're new to to camping in Canada maybe you have a really different type of camping where you're from um, if you're a newcomer to the country so all of that information allows people to actually have more control so they don't they don't get to a campsite and be like whoa this is not what I expected <laughs> This is not what I expected. I'm really uncomfortable. So I think it's so awesome that you're working on projects like that. I'm also curious, Rika, about, you know, in the outdoor field, um, do you think things are changing? Do you think things are becoming more inclusive? Do you think we're becoming better, doing a better job of representing the whole diversity of human experience in parks? Um, what have you seen kind of change and what else do you think needs to change in this field? Huge question. <laughs> it, is, it is a huge <laughs> question. But I think, you know what, I think I do see, see some change, even just in the, in the couple of years that I've been, um, working in this field, you know, from looking at, uh, at marketing, right? Um, marketing for the outdoors has changed from being back in the day, historically, mostly white, mostly super athletic and fit to, yeah, seeing all kinds of different body shapes and sizes, seeing all kinds of different skin colors and, uh, yeah, every, really showing that everyone belongs outside and everyone can, you know, be outside and, and enjoy themselves. So I think that's really a big piece there. So kudos to, uh, you know, to all the big outfitters who are, yeah, who are making a change, uh, in that regard. Um, the other piece too, what I can see is reconciliation and action. Um, I recently participated in a, in a training where, uh, rangers trained with, uh, with guardians, with uh, indigenous guardians alongside and just listening to some of the conversations that really, you know, shows that the, the park management is also changing, right, to more of a co-management, which is really important as well, seeing more more inclusion there too. And then in terms of accessibility, I can see a, a lot of thought is being put into making parks more accessible. So not only facilities, but also, yeah, anything in the front country and then 
when it comes to the, the backcountry, we can't change every trail. We can't make every trail accessible. It's just not possible. But we can work with partners on, on getting adaptive equipment out in parks and making a making it accessible this way by, you know, providing trail riders, for example, these are uh, specialized uh, wheelchairs that help folks go on, on more steep trails and whatnot, or adaptive bicycles. Yeah, there are lots of different options out there. And uh, I think we're just, uh, we're just starting, but I can, can see where, you know, where we can head with this and how we can become overall more inclusive in the outdoor space. So Rika, you and your partner are expecting a baby. Um, yes. It's so exciting. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Very excited to hear this. What are your kind of plans for introducing your baby to the outdoor world? You know, we're, as you might be able to tell from our title, Get Outside With Kids, we're all about getting outside with that kid. Um, and, you know, with, without necessarily knowing what the newborn world will look like for you both, what are some of your plans for how you want to introduce and sort of pass on that passion for being outside to your kid? Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. I think the most exciting part about having a baby is seeing the world again through their eyes um, and exploring you know like learning learning with them um, so I'm really excited to yeah to take them outside and uh, do gardening both my partner and I we enjoy gardening um, we have chickens so we have a little mini farm yeah so get our hands dirty and yeah we want to instill that that love in our child as well we both like to go camping so camping is a big one that we want to do probably fairly soon <laughs> let's see how brave we feel I think all of these things will be really exciting. And we are taking a year off together. So we'll have lots of time that we can, can spend together, get to know each other um, as a family and lots of exciting things to come. We might go a little traveling as well, but definitely exploring our backyard together. Make sure you listen to Kate's episode where she went camping out. Was it six weeks with your with your first I child? I think in the Kate? episode I said five weeks. I actually think she was seven weeks old, but honestly, it doesn't make much difference. It was too young. What was I thinking? <laughs> no, I mean, it's great. You should go camping with a baby. But um, yeah, great point though, Jen. If you're looking for tips, Rika, on camping with a baby, hiking with a baby, making mum friends, uh, we just of those. <laughs> recently yeah. published one on how to choose a baby carrier from newborn all the way up to four-year-olds, toddlers, that kind of thing. We've got all the tips for you, Rika. You can learn from our horrible, messy, screaming <laughs> mistakes because we have made a lot. <laughs> anyway, you're in the right place. Um, when we think about that, Rika, you know, a lot of a lot of our listeners are parents. A lot of them are mums. When when we're thinking about our role in making outdoor spaces more inclusive and making the world more inclusive for our kids, because why wouldn't we want that? What do you think um, the role of kind of parents is in contributing to more inclusive outdoor spaces? Again, really great question. I think um, also as parents, being open-minded, right? You come, you might come across other parents who, you know, if I think about parents who have a child on the autism spectrum, right? The child might behave in different ways that that depending on our values that we don't uh, don't expect, right? So instead of jumping to quick judgments, making quick judgments, um, yeah, just me maybe uh, recognizing, you know, where where these quick judgments or stereotypes might might come from, right? So yeah, I would encourage everyone to to keep an open mind and you know and 
and see what whatever families are out there. There are so many different uh, families. Families come in all sizes and shapes and uh, and such a variety. And I think kindness, compassion, and keeping an open mind can really help make any experience pretty much inclusive and comfortable for everyone. Yeah, you know, I think about parks as places where a lot of people go to kind of practice their culture and to be with their family. I was camping myself with Jen, actually, and with Jen's little kid who's just joined us in our Zoom call. Uh, we were camping on the weekend at Chilliwack Lake Provincial Park and I heard multiple different languages being spoken, multiple different types of meals being served, all these different kinds of families all in the same place. And I love that. It was like this keeping an open mind and recognising parks are for everyone um, is really important. So I really appreciate you bringing that up. And then also, you know, modelling for, for your child as well, right? You're the, the greatest role model for your child and uh, the behaviour to whatever um, that you model that they will pick up as well, right? Uh, I think that's an important piece too. Great. Well, Rika, really appreciate you being with us today on the podcast. I think it's amazing work that you're doing um, in parks. And we're so excited for the new addition to your family and wish you all the best through the crazy newborn stages. Um, (laughs) The only thing we learned, (laughs) I think the only thing that Jen and I know is that things feel easier when you have some fresh air in your face. So if that's the only tip we give you, that's really the only thing we can stand behind at this point. I don't know anything about babies anymore. I don't know anything about sleeping. Lots of coffee. So much coffee. (laughs) If you're not a coffee drinker, you soon will be. I am. (laughs) (laughs) But we wish you two all the best and uh, hope it's a really smooth transition and such an exciting time for you. Thank you so much for joining us today, Rika. If you think this episode would be helpful for one of your friends or a family member who wants to get outside with their kids more, please feel free to share it with them. You can find us over on Instagram at getoutsidewithkids. We'd love to answer your dms there and hear what challenges and barriers you're facing to get outdoors and we will be back again next week with another episode of get outside with kids